named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Warrell. I am back and I am joined by Mr. Sam Hunter. I have had an amazing holiday. I am buzzing, full of energy. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. It's lovely to have you back. Uh, I think I've done you justice with the introduction, um, probably only the introduction (laughs) over the last two weeks. Uh, but it is good to have you back. It's nice to relinquish control and I can just, you know, do as I'm told for the next 20 minutes or so. How, <laughs> just... how, talk to me. So I've just turned my camera on, seen you. Uh, you look like a new man. You're bronzed. You've got a smile on your face. Talk me through, firstly, the cliff notes of the holiday and then you've been back at work for a week-ish. Yeah. How's that been? Yeah, so... Holiday was absolutely amazing. I think I don't know if we talked about it on the show before I went, but our holiday plans changed at the last minute because we were supposed to be going to Rhodes for our 10-year anniversary and it got cancelled because of the fires. So it wasn't quite what we had expected, but we went with a great group of people. We made the best of um, the situation as it was, and we had an amazing time. Um, all Loads of cousins, loads of kids, not exactly the relaxing holiday that I remember in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, very good for building lifelong relationships with my wife's side of the family. The kids made some really, you know, close relationships with their cousins that because they live in the Wirral, we don't see all, all that much. And, you know, a bit of sunshine on your back, beer in your hand. It's kind of like, I love, I love all of that. So I've come back. Um, and I always think before you go away on holiday, I'm starting to feel like oh, like I need a break, but you don't necessarily know how much you need it. Came back last mm. week, um, full of full of energy, and I've always tried now, probably from doing this podcast more more than more than anything, but always tried to push right up to the last minute. And I was, you know, still launching properties up until the the last few days. My colleagues were like, I can't believe you've done this when you're going away. I'm like, well, you know, business doesn't stop, so. Mm. Um, as a result, then they were, you know, quite busy whilst I was away. And then when I got back last week, got back in the office on Wednesday, um, sold a good number of properties. And I think we've had our best ever week last week that we've ever had as a business from sales agreed. I sold um, the most expensive property that's ever been sold locally. Um, in hey. like, in like, sold it in three weeks. Uh Two million quid. It was, yeah, a pretty um, good result. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go away on holiday and do three day weeks more often. I think. I think there's something in that, right? I mean, you when you come back and you've got three days to accomplish something, you got no time to fuck around. Mm. Um, there isn't there isn't an opportunity to waste time. Uh, I, I was having a conversation with a mate of mine on on Sunday when we were playing golf, and and I sort of said to him, I like working, I like doing things for myself in the morning and the afternoon, so that in the middle of the day, I've got no time to waste and I've got to go and get things done. And, you know, you take care of your health and your family in the morning and then you go and hang out and have some fun in the afternoon. But for that five or six hours in the middle, you've got to go. Yeah. And that's so that, that to me accomplishes more and gives you more satisfaction and more freedom 
than rock up at 7.30, fart around all day, make a couple of calls at 10 o'clock, you know, be the last per. I, I always in the past have subscribed to that first in, last out mm. mentality. Um, and thankfully, I've got a reasonable work ethic. So I've done a, a reasonable amount of work in that. But that's definitely led to burnout um, and maybe a loss of inspiration in the sort of stuff that I've been doing day to day, whereas now channeling it into a shorter period of time, even sometimes on the weekend, um, but making sure that there's things around that that light my fire effectively mm. uh, makes a fundamental difference. And you and I were saying just before we hit record that, you know, we're both in a pretty good place. We're working hard. We're having fun. We're healthy. Uh, and long may that continue, Touchwood. Yeah, so absolutely. I think, mate, coming back with energy, you know, having conversations with people, the fact that you've been on holiday gives you something else to talk about other than real estate as well. Yeah. I remember when I when we first moved to London, my wife and I signed up for a half marathon and we'd never run ever. And we thought, right, we're going to go do a half marathon in Berlin because how cool is that story to tell? Yeah. And I had the best quarter of my career in Australia or the UK in that three months where I was doing all the training because everyone was just like, what have you been up to? And I'd be like, training for a half marathon. Wow, that's so cool. That's really far. Where are you doing? I'm doing it in Berlin. Wow, I've never been to Berlin. Yeah, no, we yeah. just come. And it gives you so much more to talk. And again, the real estate trainers out there will say, well, you're just building rapport. Well, actually, you've just been human. And you're mm -hmm. talking to people about anything other than real estate. And then they'll give you the questions that they want to answer along the way rather than you pouring sales nonsense at them yeah and it's funny that i don't know whether but i found myself as you just said talking about the holiday since i've been back talking about the holiday before i went away because you know it's not kind of oh i'm not going to tell my clients i'm going on going on a holiday that's not that's not how we work at all so they've i've definitely had something else to talk about but you're you're right in that it makes you more human but also mm. may maybe one of the things that um matt Simon talked about before i went away was about getting in tune getting your energy i think he said getting your energy right is the single most important thing that you can do every day and you just talked talked about any energy from training for a half marathon i've talked about energy from coming back being refreshed it's really important that we use the energy that we can take from outside sources and i i know that you and gatesy last week talked about momentum i think now is a really important time of the year to be building momentum and taking the energy and pushing mm. it through because dare i say it winter is coming it started to feel a bit all to me in preston yesterday and i'm starting to think right that september market is in my sights now because it, it's it's a pretty short run between now and Christmas. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but it's well, a pretty, it's I, I a think pretty it's short the, run. It's the Christmas markets that's got like pun intended, right? But that's the market that you've got to be thinking about now. Like September is two weeks away. Mm. So you've got to have those people racked and stacked. I mean, here it's called spring selling season. And for the best agents, that starts on the 1st of June. Right. And they're saying to everybody now, it doesn't rain in winter. You can sell your house in two weeks or we can get everything organized. So then on the 1st of September, you're ready to rock and roll. Mm. Because realistically, there's like 12 weekends left in yeah. the year before everyone starts getting boozed up for Christmas. Yeah. So how many how many properties can you sell in 12 weekends? That's mm. what you've got to be thinking to yourself. And that, that's got to be the target that you set yourself. And, and who can you get motivated? And anybody that says, no, not right now, they've got to go on a list for the new year. Mm. And they've got to be shown some serious love and some care between now and then so that you're the only person 
they call on, you know, 6th of January, whatever that second Tuesday is yeah. when everything kicks back off again. Everyone's too hungover to do any work in the first week of January. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's uh, something that you you sort of want to shy away from saying now, yes, it's the 15th of August, but Christmas is coming mm. and it will be here quickly. So yeah. What and, are you going to do about that? And if we sit on our hands and wait, now I appreciate people are still going to be, be away, but if we sit on our hands and wait until the 5th, 10th of September, you are going to miss that market. So the, the action that I'm taking at the moment is to get in the groove and build the momentum so that I can have a good end, end to the year because, you know, we, we need the stock to sell. That doesn't just happen overnight. Um, properties are taking longer to sell and there's, there's a bit more work involved probably at the at the moment the way that the way the market is. But um I did my market figures for our market for July. And actually with everything going on, you'd be astounded how well the market is uh is performing. I, I certainly was. So there's definitely plenty of positives out there for people to uh you know to get the teeth into, I think. That I mean that's the conversation I have. Let's say you got 20 people who who are potential sellers in your marketplace. You call them up and you say, hey, I've just come back from my 10 year anniversary with my wife and what I wanted to tell you was that uh, we were positive about the market, but we are astounded. And that's the language, right? If that's natural to you, that's what you've got to be saying to people. We are astounded with the performance. There's there's eight weeks left to sell your house this year before everyone goes away and it picks up again in mid-January. Do you want to do something this year or next year? You, like, And you've got to be that direct. I think. Mic drop. Um, because I mean, we, we spoke about this on the 1st of June. So we were coming into the last month of the first half of this year. And we said, you've got from now to the end of October to sell as many houses as you possibly can, because people are going to shut up shop early this year and yeah, yeah. spend more time with their friends and their family. And then Christmas is going to come around and everyone's going to go shake this year off and look back at interest rates and everything like that. And then they'll start again in the new year. Well, June has come, July has come, half of August has come. We're now talking about September. We're now talking about Christmas. I would be saying to everybody, you've got eight weekends left to sell your house this year. Are you going to move this year or are you going to move next year? Mm. That's very, the question. A, and people are going to say, we're not thinking about moving at all. And that's okay. But you, you want to unearth the people who are like, oh, we haven't really thought about that. Mm. Well, should I come and talk to you about that? And go and get them in there. I mean, you've got to, you've got to ask the best questions of anybody who's calling these people at the moment. And, and if you're going to do that, you're going to find yourself having the best opportunities is this is something I want to talk about last week. Um, Cause Sam and I are having a conversation about golf before we hit record. Um, but so I've played, I've played two rounds of golf in the last seven days. One I don't, last I don't believe you. You're always on that course. <laughs> uh, one, one last Tuesday and one on Sunday and Tuesday was uh, uh, the best round of golf score wise and probably like feel wise that I've ever played. Nice. And Sunday was exactly how I've been playing all the other times. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about this last week, but actually it, it works a little bit better to talk about it now um, because I'm going to try and relate it back to how you can perform at potentially a, a level above your average more often mm. at work. And that's what we're all going for, right? And it's a bit Absolutely. like that chimp theory of, you know, a chimp will behave like the four other chimps that hangs around and that's been mm. translated into the you're the average of the five people you associate with most and everyone's mm. heard that if they've ever read a business book or anything like that you're going to hear that saying and it, in golf i think you play to your partner right um and it's a bit and in real estate i think you play to your office or you play to your mentor or you play to your accountability partner or whatever it might be 
And so if you've got the right partner and you've got somebody there, that will affect your level. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why you have the best day of your week every week on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's because this half an hour spent with a good agent and me from time to time <laughs> affects you for the rest of the day. You take that energy, if we want to go back to that word, yeah. and you funnel that into what's happening in the rest of your day. And you repeat things, no doubt, that you hear on this. And people will go, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And so it's the same sort of thing. I played with a guy last Tuesday who was a little bit better than me in most areas. Yeah. And I played out of my skin and I trounced him (laughs) Uh, like had no right to but everything was just coming off and it was because he was easy swings he made a mistake he didn't get upset about it you know we talked each other through putts and things like that and i just kept making shots Uh, or sorry i kept not making massive mistakes which is the key in life and i think that's a really big key in a state agency as well Mm. is uh little mistakes learn from them but get where you need to be get it on the green couple of putts get to the next hole the difference on sunday was i played with my really good friends um and thankfully he is never going to listen to this show um uh, <laughs> but we got in each other's heads uh from the first so first tee box uh fairway straight ahead massive lake on the left sliver of river on the right we played at a golf course called river lakes so plenty of balls were lost on sunday <laughs> anyway first thing i'm said was uh, I, I hear this, you get a freebie off the tee because it's your first shot. And so immediately my mindset was, well, I can just let loose here because it doesn't count. Uh, didn't lose a ball, but he lost four and he <laughs> was downhill from there. And I went with him downhill. Like we, we talked each other into a bad, frustrating, fast round of golf yeah. instead of um, jovial, fun, learn a little bit, you know, make a mistake, but figure out what you did round of golf that we had there before. And I, I, the point that I'm making there is in sport, life, whatever it is, you, you play to your partner. It's a bit mm-hmm. like uh, I'm trying to – let's use Everton as an example. So Everton lost to Bournemouth on the weekend. Is that right? just thought I'd chuck that one in there. Bullum. Was it Bournemouth? Bullum. Bullum. Okay. Equal, Bullum. Equal, an equally average team that Everton can't beat at so the first day of the season. The, the yes. way I see Do it, my, my rugby league team – my, my rugby league team is the Brisbane Broncos and we've been bad for a really long time and we are top of the table with three rounds left at the moment. Um, nice. And every team raises their level when they come by us because they want to beat us. Mm. And we often lose to the teams that we shouldn't. Liverpool, another example, will used to, and probably again now, play really well and rise to their level against Man City, Man United, Arsenal, whoever else is good these days. Uh, but you play an average team and we're... Uh, a little bit average ourselves. And mm. it's the same sort of thing. If you work in an environment day in, day out, where people just can't be asked yeah, or they're half-assing it or the, they answer the phone with, hello. There's a great uh, video that I saw from Tanya Baker. Hello, Tanya, if you're listening to this. And and she was uh, calling around a few properties that were for sale for a client of hers. And she was saying, like, everyone was just answering the phone with, hello, I didn't know who I was calling. I didn't know who I was speaking to. Like, no wonder. And And one of the points I want to talk about today is, like, why real estate agents aren't as trusted as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. But no one else in that office is going to be answering the phone saying, hello, ABC estate agent, Sam speaking, how am I help? They're going mm-hmm. to answer the phone, hello as well, because people, you, you play to the level of your partner mm-hmm. effectively. And it's, you know, work, sport, marriage, everything like that. So make sure you're starting your day with the right partners. Make sure you're going through your day with the right partners. Pick somebody in the office that shares the same ambition the same drive, the same sort of energy as you, 
and sit next to them and set each other some goals and some targets and make them something that's relatively difficult to achieve because otherwise you, you want to get into each other's heads positively. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to get into each other's negatively. We've all been there. I've been that person that you've hung up the phone. You're like, okay, no worries. See you later. Click. And you're like, F that guy. Or that's yeah. never going to happen. Or, oh, they're not going to. And and that spreads. Mm. So how can we, if there's eight weeks left to sell houses in 2023, how do we cut that out? And how do we bring that across to hang up the phone? You know what? I'm going to follow them up and I'm going to surprise them. Instead of saying they're never going to do anything, how do I do something for them now? How do I communicate with them to surprise them so much that they go, huh, that was unexpected. Yeah. And I think, so, I think yeah, you... long story short there, you, you play the level of your partner. You've got to find good partners in business, in life and everything. Yeah. hundred percent. We've talked, we've talked about account, accountability partners on this, this show before, but you're right in sport and, and in life and in time with the office, if you're hanging around with the team member who is going through disciplinary because of poor performance, then hmm. you know, that's that's not the person that you want to be spending your time with in the office, is it? You want to you want to be spending your time learning and um, improving yourself next to the very best performer in there. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I didn't expect that when you started talking about golf. I'll be honest. Hmm. Well, that's so, good. Um, I think. Hopefully yeah, it was a it was a positive surprise from your side rather absolutely. than one of like shut up Sam. No, no, absolutely. So we wanted to also talk about trust in agency, and you've you right. said that we so should this, be this the most trusted. Stemmed from from that video that I saw, and you could just sense. And this is a frustration of an agent about another agent, and I'm just thinking, imagine how the public feel, and mm. and real estate, estate agency, however you want to describe it, you're getting the keys to a stranger's house. Yeah, and you, you get to go into their house alone, right? So, real estate agents should be the most trusted people in the world. Yeah, genuinely. How is it that all these people that everyone claims to hate are still getting keys to houses? And then the people are like, you know what? Here, stranger, I think <laughs> I know you. I think I like you. I guess I trust you. Here, have my house keys. But I'm a bit wary about you. So, <laughs> if if we should be the most trusted profession in the world, let's call it, maybe in the country. Maybe the world's a bit too much. Um, why aren't we? Mm. And it, it's it's little things like, hello. <laughs> it's answering the phone like that. I mean, thank touch wood, I've never had to call a specialist about anything or anything like that. But if I had to call like a medical specialist yeah, and they answered the phone with hello and they didn't have somebody professional, if I was paying them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to do something that mm. I needed done immediately, mm. I'd be a bit worried. Yes, you wouldn't you just. Yeah. I wouldn't give them the keys to my heart or my kidney or whatever it was if you're in that situation. So how can we say that we want higher fees? How can we say that we want to go up on that, whatever that list is where they're ranking yeah. professions trusted? If we're going to answer the phone with hello and we're not going to hold ourselves to even a reasonable standard, let alone a world-class standard. And, and I think that... That alone, and it, for me, it's a really good example. That alone sets the the benchmark for everything else. And and like on the trust side of things, yes, it's about the way you answer the phone, but more more so, it's about consistency. And obviously, we couldn't have an episode of this show without saying that word. Um, but consistency is is effectively the only thing in the world that builds trust. I, I, I you you can't. 
I'm just trying to think of. You drive past a billboard and it's got the best catchphrase ever, the best slogan ever, the best copy, whatever it might be, the best imagery, you don't trust it. Mm. You see that billboard a hundred times, you do because it's consistent. You see that yeah. message everywhere. It's consistent. If you go out on a date with somebody, there's there's a level of trust on that first date, but it's not, here's the keys to my house, right? Yeah. How many dates, anyone listening to this, how many times you've been the first date and you hand the keys over to someone to your house <laughs> and said, don't worry, hang out here. And there's probably some of you there that are, do a little <laughs> bit better on first dates than potentially I did. Um, but for me, it's, it's definitely not going to be happening on that first date. So yeah. how can you be more consistent is the point that I'm making in mm. your business, in your life, because you can't ask somebody to, to trust you, but you can act your way to trust. Mm. How can you do that? It starts by answering the phone. It's then if you say you're going to call somebody at five o'clock, my phone's just gone off now. Guy said it was going to, it's, it's, it's uh, 5.34 PM as you and I are having this conversation. This gentleman said he was going to call me at 4 PM today. He's called me at 5.34 PM. <laughs> my level of trust in that individual is less than it was 94 minutes ago. But you can also be clever with it, right? So it, it may be, I don't, I don't know why this guy is, is calling you, but maybe we've also got to give ourselves in this business, I think, opportunities to miss those. So maybe he should have said, I'll call you between four and six. You know, th- or, and again, like there could be a, th- there could be a reason why. I had a meeting this morning, nine o'clock this morning at 9.04. I was just messaging the guy being like, hey, are we in the right place? And he rolls in. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm late. And I'm like, we can all text message, right? We can all just be like, hey, Siri, send this guy a message and do this. Yeah. Uh, don't do that, Siri. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, like those little things make a fundamental difference. You know, the big yeah. things live in the little things. If we want people to trust us, which is going to lead to better fees and more instructions and a more liquid market and buyers making better offers because they trust, you've got to be consistent. You can't say that you're consistent without acting it. So you have to act your way to trust. Um I hadn't intended to put it that way, but I really like that. And I'm going to remember that uh, for as long as anyone will let me do whatever you say you're going to do, right? That is the only thing that matters. And if you want to sell houses in the next eight weeks, or you want to sell houses in the next 12 months after that, you're going to need a lot more people to trust you than do now. So however you can be more consistent in whatever actions you're taking day to day, do that. Mm. Touche. I was your point was actually the point that I was going to make because we're talking about building trust, consistency, perfect way to, as you say, to 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 build building trust. But actually, the example that you gave about answering the phone is a little thing. And I was going to say <laughs> that that term that you often say that I now say quite a lot as well is that the big things live in the little things. And I think that's really important to remember that actually it's not just you know, your big prospecting blocks that you've got to do consistently, for example, but actually those small, tiny details of, as you said, calling someone when you said that you're going to call them might, you know, might not, might not seem like a really big deal, but actually, you know, it's those little baby steps that get you to then being that, that trusted partner or to, as the Bulldogs have said over over there to be that family's estate agent, you've got to be consistent for a, you know, a length of time to be able be able to get to that in that trusted position, as you say, quite rightly, to get the keys to the house. Exactly right. Like we we talk about it um, within Home Search, and I think it's a principle that I'll take in to the rest of my life. You got to make micro promises with yourself, and you got to make micro promises with whoever you're talking to. And, and a really good example of that is 
you answer the phone and the micro promise that you make with yourself is that you're going to give your name, your business name, and you're going to ask, how may I help you? It, you know, it might sound old school. It might be trivial, but it works fundamentally well. Um, it's a bit like uh, my voicemail, change the date every day. And it's consistent. Mm. It means that I've got confidence of missing a phone call because people are going to get an experience that's different to somebody else. And if they try and ring me another time, it's going to be again. And so then that's consistency and you can scale that, right? So start by making the micro promise to yourself that you're going to answer the phone the most professional way possible. I remember when I started at Harcourts, every Harcourts office in Australia and New Zealand answered the phone with, it's a great day at Harcourts, how may I help? <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Um, they changed that because that's not really about the customer, um, <laughs> but it was consistent across the board. Um, yeah, don't answer the phone like that. It's a bit weird. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is you can show people that you are trustworthy by doing just the simple thing like, when you answer the phone and they book evaluation with your business, you can say, you know, great, Mr. and Mrs. Worrell, congrats on your 10 year anniversary. I know why you need uh, a bigger house. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on Thursday at 4 p.m. Just so you know, I'll text you on Thursday morning just to confirm the appointment. Mm. Then when you text them on Thursday morning, it's, hi, guys, or hi, Mr. and Mrs. Worrell. You know, as discussed, can't wait to see you at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to bring some comparable sales with me, et cetera. If there's anything you have, you, you want me to focus on in the meantime, just let me know. Otherwise, see at four o'clock and then you're there at 3.59. Yeah. But the fact that you said you were going to text and then you did send the text message, that's a micro promise. You keep that, they're like, huh, he did what he said he was going to do. You know what? Other agents have already not done that. So you are already, you've got the listing. All you got to do is just not drop the catch. You got the nick. Yeah. Look at him trying so, to get a cricket analogy. Those little things. If I could suggest a simple exercise for everybody to think about right now it's write down the words micro promises on a piece of paper on a blank email wherever you can and write down all of the ways in which you can make and keep micro promises in your business there's going to be hundreds across the board you know not just with your clients but with buyers with your team at home all that sort of stuff and see how many of them you can keep and watch the difference that it makes it won't feel like you're doing much. It might feel really uncomfortable actually to start with, but it won't, they're not, again, they are micro. So it's nothing, nothing big, but it, they make an insane difference. And that, that would be my challenge to anybody today would be, if you're listening to this, write down micro promises, write down what they are and how you're going to keep them and then tag Mark or I in ones that you've kept and let us know the feedback because uh, this is the change that we want to start seeing in this industry. And this is what now is an amazing time to do that because you've got a finite amount of time and you're working now towards an end goal, which is Christmas in 12 weeks time, whatever it's going to be. So you've only got to keep it up for a three month period. And this can actually, then you can test and learn everything for the rest of this year. So then springboard everything into the new year. beyond. Yeah. Nice. I've, I've written that down. That's an exact conversation that I'll be having with my team in 50 minutes. So um, massive. Thank you, uh, Sam. Really, really appreciate that. As you know, we do this because we love our industry. We want to see it improve and get better. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please share it on social, share it with colleagues. I'm Mark Wall. He's Sam Hunter. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you again next week.